0: That Don't Sound Right is a podcast about talking, talking the way we did before the internet, when you could not prove anyone right or wrong. All the expertise was contained in the people involved with the conversation. I'm Peter. And I'm Cecil. And I hope you enjoy our conversations. And as you listen, if you find yourself silently saying, that don't sound right, send us a comment. You're one of us. Yes. So tell us tell us what your experience, true experience is.
1: Including some training.
2: So, <laughs> well, good point.
1: Welcome back to another episode of That Don't Sound Right, a podcast about talking. We're your co-hosts, I'm Peter Billman. And I'm Cecil Davis. And we're just trying to have a conversation without Googling or using an AI or fact checking. Those things kill the conversation. We're just enjoying each other's knowledge. Or we're just enjoying each other. <laughs> hey, but I do want to welcome someone to the Camel City Studio Annex. It's listener number one, Scott. Hey, glad to be back. This welcome
2: my, to the show. My first time in the Annex. I really oh, like it. Right. Yeah. All right. yeah. 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 That's right.
0: So um we brought you in for a special reason tonight. Because tonight we're talking about
1: That's right, we're talking about ultras, which is I've just learned this myself. It's short for ultra marathons. Right, and an ultra marathon is what?
0: Well, uh, so an ultra marathon, I I think, Scott, you correct me because you've actually done ultras. uh, Is anything over a marathon?
2: That is my understanding.
0: And you said to me, "Why would anybody want to do an ultra?" That's that's the that don't sound right piece of this.
1: That's right. So you are going to do one. Yes, and it's this thing called the Country Mile. Right, and
0: where was it? It was down near Marietta, uh, Marietta South Carolina. South Carolina, yeah. okay. Down 25.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you were going to go do this. Yes. And it amounted to what distance was the potential? <laughs> so the one for the country mile, you have to run 100 miles,
0: or you have to travel 100 miles Yeah. Uh, on your feet, running,
1: walking, dragging yourself um, in 48 hours. So when I heard that, there was a couple things that ran through my mind. First, that don't sound right. Right. And then the second thing that ran through my mind is Cecil. What was the longest distance <laughs> you've run prior to running this ultra marathon? So I, I did not train for this ultra marathon in any shape or form. Do you normally train for? I long would normally, runs? Have, I would normally train for a long run. <laughs> so tell me about this particular training regimen. For a regular run? No, no, no. For, oh, the for this upcoming, one, oh, oh, no,
0: I did nothing. I, there was not. I did
1: no preparation
0: for this. So you had not run at all? I've been doing, do doing my regular three mile run. You know, three miles. Three well, miles. What's your
1: weekly
2: runs. average in the
0: four uh, weeks before leading up to, to that? Before my treadmill broke, it was about twelve miles a week. <laughs> 12, <laughs> twelve miles a week. <laughs> yeah, twelve miles a week, and
2: then my treadmill broke, and it went to. So three you miles were going to go to like eight weeks worth of running in forty eight hours? Correct.
0: Okay. Yeah. Running and walking. So, but, Running and walking. But now the reason you're here is because I'm not, I have not, you've done multiple ultras. Yes. So tell us, tell us what your experience, true experience is. Including some training. So,
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> good point. So I've done a handful of ultras. I did a couple of 50Ks, but most of the rest, if not all of the rest have been um, timed races, like your 48 hours, except it would be either a 12-hour or Mm 24-hour race. And the idea is to see how many miles you can get. So typically there's, when I'm training for those, there's quite a bit of running involved, getting ready for that. So usually on high mileage, on back-to-back days, so you're running... You know, maybe 30 miles on a Saturday and another oh, wow. 20 on Sunday nice. on tired legs. So yeah. that's an example of how I have trained. That's actually training. Yes. I probably should have done that.
0: Well, it all depends on what your goals are. Yeah, Well, yeah, that's probably should have done that. In fact, everybody I was with, we probably should have had some time.
1: <laughs> now, now, this particular, your circuit, like a 50K, is actually 31 miles. Yeah. Is this a loop or is this an out and they, back or is this a one-way I believe is the
2: only 50Ks I've done were at Salem Lake and they go essentially four laps and some up the greenway. So okay. um, but the others have all been loops of some sort in the woods the other time okay. races. But now
0: you're but you're camping at these two, right? The one y'all do the, yes. black,
2: the black, black bear black mountain, mountain monster. Black bear monster, yeah. yeah. Y'all camp overnight. You you have a you have a campsite available to you. Hmm. And it's a 24-hour race, so if you want to take a nap, or, you know, that kind of thing. And if you have support crews there, they have a place to sleep. Well, that was the thing that
0: I noticed at the Ultra, that there seemed to be people that this is what they do. They had, like, little camping rigs or big camping Mm -hmm. rigs that had like first aid stations and cooking stations and sleeping, you know, little sleeping areas. I mean, evidently this is a thing. Did
1: they have like a staff that was... They would have like their
0: either spouse, partner, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever... Support. Would be yep. would be there reading a book and then they would come around from the loop and they would fix them up and they would send them back out. Who, again. who
2: did you have for supporting you
0: there? We, not his
2: podcast <laughs> <course>. <laughs> Uh
0: We did not have a support crew there. We were self-supporting. There was um, so I was there, my brother Brian was there, my cousin David, my cousin Mitchell, my nephew um, Austin, and his friend Ray, who we call Railroad. And everybody was running. Everybody was participating. Yeah. Participating, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely.
1: When you say participating, were they you know, trying to finish the 100 or yes. were they part of the yeah, yeah, support was, crew?
2: No, everybody was there okay. trying, everybody so, was running. So is it, did you get a, if, if you run less than 100 miles, how is that logged into the books as a did not I finish? I did not finish, yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. So that, DNF. the thought there
0: is that, um, well, I don't know if it's the true DNF, but the thought was is if you get your 100, you get this oh, big belt silver belt buckle. belt buckle yeah
2: that's what 100 miles you get
0: yeah yeah a big silver belt buckle and so that's
2: fairly universal with hundreds oh is it mm-hmm.
0: okay yeah. yeah so that was what originally attracted my cousin to that and then me and my brother to this was the big <laughs> silver belt buckle <laughs> the belt buckle uh, it yeah. seemed
2: like maybe you should have tried like championship wrestling or something because <laughs> <Or> <laughs> they also have big belt buckles. <laughs> so does think?
0: bull riding or bull riding I think bull riding would have been <laughs> I, quicker I, yeah eight seconds I would have been you know, either thrown I'd known in eight seconds yeah. instead of 24 hours
1: yeah so your ultra marathons, they you finished the. Well, so what's the training like, and what's the aftermath? So I, when I was training for a fifty k, it
2: was not nearly that kind of mileage. But when I was trying to get the most mileage I could, I was doing the the you know fifty miles a week kind of thing or something. But um, the the twenty four hour race, the the most I ever did was a hundred k, which was sixty two. I did some fifties and some forties and some thirties and right, uh, but. There was walking and there was resting, yeah. Yeah. So and there was.
1: um, So it's not it's it's not twenty four straight hours of trying to trying to give this a picture for our listeners. There are
2: people who and in my mind
1: there are some things that. But I think
2: generally in ultra running, and it's usually on trails is Mm -hmm. what I've. Yeah. There's exceptions, but there is a lot of. Walking. Okay. You know, yes. some people have a strategy of walking up hills and then running level ground or downhill. I see. That's a strategy they take. So now my cousin had completed this one before.
0: The 100-miler. So the 100-miler. Okay. So he had a strategy of, so just so you want little draw a picture like you are saying. So this was a three-mile loop on a strawberry farm. <laughs> Three
1: mile loop, Three mile lube. A three mile lube. And Strawberry farm in South Carolina. Generally flat,
0: right? Yeah. Generally flat. There was um, one pretty rocky area, but, uh, but generally flat. And you flat. do it this at night, too, because you're doing you do it all three. night. Yeah, you do it all night, which brought up an interesting thing. I think you would have done the same thing. So all of us did not use lights at night because we were all <laughs> used to walking uh, with our dad, and they wouldn't use flashlights. They would keep the, the flashlights cut off. And, um, and so we just naturally walked the way we always walked. And people would comment on Like, once they came up and said, are you guys the zombie walkers? We're like... What are you talking about? They're like, why aren't you using a flashlight? <laughs> well, you know, part of it is to be seen, not just to see. Well, that may be it. But it was like the moon was out, and it was this big open field. You could see forever. But
1: you were walking. You weren't
0: running. You were walking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, okay. and um, you could see forever. I mean, you know, and so we didn't need a flashlight.
1: But You're right. I would be walking without a flashlight. I bet you've hiked without light. I have, but I think I would run with a light.
2: Well, no, I've walking. actually done that. I've been out at, actually really early morning Salem Lake. Mm-hmm. And that's a cool place to turn your light off yep. and just let the let the uh, world wake up Let's around See what you. happens. Yeah. With you,
1: you, will, you will run up onto something. Yeah,
2: it's yeah. kind of cool. Well, except you want, because all wildlife deserts.
1: That's right. I, I'm not worried about any kind of chupacabra coyotes walking up on me.
0: So, uh, so through my loop, and as you finished the loop, you would come through what was essentially the strawberry stand barn during the summer. Okay. And when you came through there, you could refuel, um, and then you, you know that. Well, first of all, your chip would count. Your computer oh, okay. chip would ro- register
1: the lap. So this is pretty high tech and legit. So high tech someone, strawberry field. Yeah. <laughs> it's not someone with like a scratch no, 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 pad. No, no, you know, doing no, it no. it a it would, Your box. name would come up on the screen. It would say, okay. "Say your name,"
0: and then it would say what lap you were on. Okay. And then I'd also give you your time for that lap. Okay. And then um, you could refuel with all the stuff they had there. But at some point, you're going to pass your campsite because we you were allowed to camp along the route. Right. And so you could also stop off at your campsite. So there's no rules it. against sleeping, no, eating. No, no. If you could do 100 miles in one hour, you could sleep 47. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you were set up along the, the route. And so... Uh, my brother, um, well, my and my cousin had a thing where he would do three laps and then rest a rest for an hour. Oh. Three laps and rest for an hour. Just nine an miles, hour? rest an hour. Mm-hmm. That long. Yep. So nine miles. Oh, lap oh, three laps. Nine miles. So okay. Nine miles and then rest for an hour. Nine miles, rest for. But you're doing this for. You know, they did Wait it for like forty two hours.
1: Wait, say that again. He would. He would do three laps. Three laps. Three which laps. it okay, was nine miles. Yeah, and
0: then. Sleep for an hour, which uh, worked, because they finished it. They did um, the 100 really? miles, and Brian finished 100 miles. Yep. No kidding. Yeah, 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 yeah it worked. That's quite the strategy. Yeah. So now, um, what do you normally do on your ultras?
2: Do you uh, sleep? And, and the ones I've done, I, if they're 12 hours, no, you just stay out there. But the 24-hour ones have um, been varied. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the one where I went the furthest... I slept for five hours, mm-hmm. and the next year I had intended to not do that, just to walk, just to keep moving. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was—I um, say the next year, the next time I ran it—and there was torrential rains, and it was called at two thirty or three in the morning, so they made uh, us all leave because of flooding. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, it's funny you should say that because in this particular race, it started out sunny, uh, and then the torrential rains came. And turned everything to, ooh, that's uh, right. You were down aw. there
1: during that rain. I yeah, remember that. Right,
0: right. And then uh, as the skies cleared and the rain went away, the, the uh, high winds set in with nice. the high wind warnings um, across these big open fields. You know, So we went from torrential rain, lightning to high winds, and then it got hot. So it was, uh, wow. we experienced all kinds
2: of weather. Good gracious. So, so which, which climate do you run the best in? Um, High winds, rain, <laughs> hot sun.
0: <laughs> I kept moving. I actually was out on the course during the worst of the rain. I managed to time my sleep so that I slept through the non rain periods and then got back up and ran and walked during well, the heaviest rain. What period. was your strategy? So, my strategy, so well, stay I, wet. One caveat <laughs> was is I had to leave after 24 hours because I had to go back to Raleigh because my uh, dad was having surgery. Okay. So, um, I hadn't planned on being there for the whole 48 hours anyways, uh, not fully. And, and um, so my plan was, was to run the – and this is important. I was going to run the first lap and then catch back up with my group and then walk their pace until about 1 in the morning, and then I was going to sleep until 6 and get back up and go as long as I could the next day. Okay. Starting at what time of day? Start at 6 p.m.
2: Okay. Oh, starts now, at
0: the- yeah, okay. I started at 6. And so I did that. Ran the first lap. I was up in the lead group. Ran the first lap. Caught back up with my group. And then stayed with them until 1 in the morning. Went to sleep. But then I stayed asleep longer than I meant to. I didn't get up till about 8. When it so really the whole
2: started. time you are with them, you are a lap ahead of them.
0: For As long as I was with them until the next day, I was one lap ahead of them. Okay. Yeah. But then that changed because I left and they, they got, kept, going, they kept, kept going. going. Right, right.
1: And, yeah, so. Well, the interesting thing about this, Cecil, is uh, this race started on what day?
0: So
2: this is the this is uh, maybe we should do words of wisdom. Post. Do you have any words of wisdom? Don't run mind? an ultra. I just, no, <laughs> no, I don't. That's not. That's, so there's uh, no wisdom in that. I,
1: I've uh, I've ran one marathon, and I was telling you about this before before we mm-hmm. recorded. It was my last. There, you know. And the, but I had a similar training regimen as he did. Oh. Is that the most I had run really was about 13 miles where I went out
2: there. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a, there's a saying, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but if, if you could run, you know, name the distance, but let's call it 100 miles, hmm. your problems that you had at the beginning of the 100 miles are probably not the problems you have at the
1: end. No, that is so, some words, well, it
2: Well, it really does become
0: a mental. Oh, yeah. And so uh, my brother and cousins can tell you it really became a mental thing after, you know, when you start getting into that 35th hour of it. I have
2: theories about why people run ultras if you want to hear those. Yeah. No, we'd love to. Yeah. Well, so in in, in our day and age, there's, there's people who have physical labor jobs, but almost all of them are aided by, you know, equipment, machines, technology. But it was not many years ago that we worked really hard as a people all day every day you know Mm -hmm. year after year year. and i think there even in our grandfather's periods of time hard work was probably something akin to what we do in an ultra marathon Uh, you know it's just a day after day of a physical grind right and i think we um i think we want that i think we are tuned to that at some level some of us I will agree with that. Some of you. Well, because yeah, <laughs> you, know, you say that, but you backpack in the coldest Exactly.
1: You yeah, right. There's right, no yeah. backpack.
0: Yes. You go backpacking when it is the worst
1: weather possible <laughs> on purpose, and <laughs> it invited me. It's exactly the same thing. And yeah, I, I have politely declined. <laughs> I can. I can see. Yeah. Now, I, I would. I would put a twist on that. Okay. Is that our life? Well, not a twist. I'd probably put another reason. Our lives are pretty cush. Oh yeah. And so there is something about wanting to challenge ourselves. There's something about wanting to suffer maybe just a little. And And test yourself. And test ourselves, and we put ourselves sometimes in that position to do Uh, it. Absolutely. And there's there's something really freeing about that. There's something energizing about that. It's something good for my brain. Oh, it's,
2: I believe, more of a mental exercise than physical Absolutely,
1: but uh, you know, after I ran that marathon, uh, I twisted several ankles afterwards, <laughs> and um, I talked to my doc. I talked to my um, orthopedist, and he said, "Peter, y- your legs just aren't really designed for running." <laughs> <laughs> I've got bowed legs. Huh. My ankles are all kind of my t- my feet are pointing in all kinds of different directions. He said. Really not? Des- you're not really designed for yeah. this. Kind but of you work. could walk the. the I ultra. can walk it. You could walk the ultra. Yeah, you would I have mean, enough time. How many? Yeah, yeah, that, forty-eight hours is, is actually can. a lot of time for a. Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: if you keep yeah. a good clip up.
0: Yep. Huh. Now you'd have to do. You wouldn't be able to sleep. Yeah. Right. So they did it. I mean, Brian and and David. they didn't run it. They ran. They, they, no, they, it. they had that walking strategy oh. of three. Oh, I didn't realize
1: they oh, were walking. I thought they ran it.
2: Three one three. How long did it take them to do a lap? Hour. About an hour, a little under oh, an hour. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense, yeah. yeah. So, four hours per, you're yeah. counting the running, the walking yeah. time, and the sleeping time yeah. per nine miles. Yeah. And you got uh, 48, 48 hours. hours. Yeah. Yeah, okay.
0: So, um, but yeah, you're right. So, on the way down, so if, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know <laughs> that my brother and I have a history of doing practical jokes on each other, but the parameters are they have to happen on April 1st. That's the rule.
1: And That's the only rule. There's another rule. I thought I thought it had, I I had to be in person. No, no, it doesn't have to be in person. That's okay. what,
0: yeah, it doesn't have to be in person. But, um, yeah, so it has to take place on April. The joke has to take place on April 1st. The way and we, we yeah,
1: we, I think we talked this in, in the prior episode, Practical Jokes, that yeah. you and your brother... Classically played on, played each other. It got out of hand at times. Yeah. And so you kind of narrowed it down to April first.
0: Right, because we didn't want to be on guard every single second of every single day. Exhausting.
1: Yeah, right. So we
0: said, okay, if we're gonna do it, it's
1: gonna happen on April first. And so I was quite aware of all this. Yeah. That on you're going to do something called a country mile. Yes. With your brother. Yes. On April first. What and so at the very first part of it, I said, is this really legit? You actually called me. I actually, I called or texted yeah, you. Yeah. I said, "Hey, how's it going? Is it legit? This sounds like an April First prank." And you said, no. "I said no, it's, no, no, it's legit. It is legit. It's, it's legit. legit." But I, <clears throat> my Spidey senses were up for some Mine reason. Mine were not. What were you gonna say?
2: How could they not
0: be up? Well, knowing your brother, knowing so it's funny. So I've, <laughs> I've, I have relived this moment in my mind many, many times now. So, you're right. You said, I knew it was going to be April. F- I was going to be with my brother on April 1st. That did not, for some reason, set off any alarm bells with me because I was thinking, we'll be face to face out in the middle of a strawberry field. What can possibly happen? That doesn't sound right. Man. Then you called me and said, Do you think this is legit? Which should have set off some triggers because your spotty senses were going off. And I was like, No, no, everything's legit. And just just a caveat so you all know the race was legit, yeah, the country right. mall was a legitimate. Forty-eight hour race, complete race, legit, hundred percent legit. All right, 100%. my body senses should have gone off when you called me, but they didn't because I'm driving. I'm kind of focused on getting down there, and I, I have just, I have not thought anything about trying to pull a joke on Brian. Nor was I thinking that he would try to get me during the race.
1: And also, in fairness, you knew mm-hmm. you were only going to be there for twenty-four hours. You're only going to be there for. You got to go back. You're probably thinking about your dad. Well, I
0: was thinking about you Yeah, I had my mind was on other things yeah. definitely and um, so I get down I call my brother on the way down to the race and I said hey I said I'm gonna, I'm going to get there after you pick up my race packet for me and he's like no problem
1: what's a race packet
0: so a race packet is just usually your number your, bib your chip with number on it chip. Uh, some stickers some coupons okay so it's t shirts everything
1: you need and some swag for yeah right yeah, yeah. that's okay. right yeah for those Like me who haven't run ultras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: I get down there. I find them on the course. Because, again, you can camp on the course. So we had a camping spot, and all of us are set up uh, tents. And so uh, he hands me my race packet, and in it is a sheet of paper, and it says the rookie lap leader, and it has all the age groups listed. And so that's really the first thing I pull out. Was this printed? It was printed with the logo. With the race logo. Okay.
1: So, so this looks like like you're going get, to you get something if you, yeah. the if you lead the lap leader? If you lead
0: the first lap. The first lap? Yeah, the okay. first lap. If you lead it for your age group, okay. at least that's how I read it. Yeah. Because there's no instructions. Sure. It just says rookie, uh, lap leader, and age groups. So I asked around them. I was like, did y'all get this in your packet And they are like, yeah. And like, like one of them had thrown it in the truck. One of them had, you know, nobody's. Give me any attention about this. I was like, but I'm thinking I'm only going to be there for 24 hours. There we go. Maybe I can leave with a little swag. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know I'm not
1: going to be there. So, because you're not going to be there. You're not going to be able to finish the race. I'm not going to be able to finish it. Let's get something out of it. Right. It's what's in the back of my head. Excellent. Yeah. It's great. Excellent.
0: And this is right up my alley. I mean, this is so, as far as a practical joke goes, this is taking me out of my game. 'Cause I am now thinking about swag. Oh some some, some, uh, some, uh, yeah. would you some also, hardware is
1: coming my way. Would you also agree that it's glory?
2: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> this is this yeah. is about glory too, yes, right? You know, I don't know your brother. I'm yeah. just questioning whether we have the smartest uh, Davis at <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <For> the podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, after you finish hearing the rest of the story you'll be questioning that even more. Cause because uh, still at this point really had I been thinking, my again, my I should have questioned every single thing that happened, and I didn't.
1: Well, I mean, you probably—I don't know if you. I was yeah. excited. Yeah, yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: And so you had a race packet.
0: All the sites and a stands. cool
1: race packet.
0: So I. I what get time up. did you get there? I got there four o'clock. And what time does the race start? Six o'clock. Yeah. There we go. So we meander. Our Our campsite is about a couple tenths of a mile from the start. All right. And so we meander up. And as I'm standing up there, I asked one of the race leaders, I said, hey, what is the deal with the lap leader? And he, of course, has a thousand things going on. He's like, "Yes, yeah, somebody handed me that. I can not really know. And he, like, wanders off. <laughs> Another chance for me to clue in. Right. But I did So I asked several more race people about the lap leader and they all are kind of like, nobody knows anything why about are you asking people because I want to know what the rules are so, so I can win it I can a strategy to win yeah yeah, yeah. All
2: right.
0: but I already knew I was going to run see the reason it really played in because I was going to run the first lap and you lap. Had shared this potentially with your uh, yeah. brother well, I already family? told my brother my strategy yeah. is that I was going to run the first lap so um, nobody knows anything about it the race starts March 31st 6pm I run the first lap and I'm up you know, for my age group, I'm you're up, fast. I run uh, with you. I can't keep <laughs> up. No, yeah. I hate running with you. But I'm up front because most everybody else has got some kind of walking strategy. Ah, There's not right. many people running that first lap, except for the outlaws. Except, except for the well, the outlaws don't start till the next day. I oh, think. yeah. Well, they, they, they got to pace themselves in. Anyway. Yeah, they are not going to go out right. a
1: whole out sprint like Cecil here.
0: So I come into this thing, um, and I uh, what was your first lap time? I don't even remember. Like, I only don't even remember looking yet. Yeah. Like, I hadn't gotten to climatize everything yet. And um, so I asked something about the race lap leader. Still nobody knows. I catch up with my group, and we just, we are now into the, you know, we're getting into it. Okay. So we keep on doing this, and now it's, you know, midnight, and we're getting ready to start another lap. So do you stop when they stop? I'm stopping. And now I'm going to start stopping yeah. when they stop until 1 in the morning. Okay. And then I'm going to take a longer yep. break. Yeah, okay. And, uh, cause the other thing was, is I, I kind of knew where my limits were and I did not want to like just tank myself and then try to try back. Yeah. And so, um, it's now around midnight and we're starting the lap. And so uh, three miles, you know, we're three miles dead of night, dark. One of our group has, um, I don't realize this, but they have assigned Ray who has now got blisters on his feet. Cause you know, we've been going for six hours. Yeah. I don't know this, but Brian has him run ahead uh, to get back to the the um, shelter first with the race lap leader award. Gives it to the race people. So now, as I'm coming in, it's just af- I mean, it's after midnight. So here we are, it's April first. April first, and I'm not even th- I'm not even thinking we have crossed the time barrier in April first. So I come in as as I come into the barn, the race. The, the race proctor who's sitting there goes, are you runner 96? I said, yes, I am. He said, you're the race lap leader. The rookie. rookie. The rookie. rookie. And that's the other thing. I am a rookie that's right. for this race. He said, you're the rookie lap leader. Picks up a lanyard, two lanyards. It's got this uh, rookie lap leader uh, card with the logo. Hands it to me. I put it on my neck. People are just starting to clap. <laughs> that are in the building <laughs> all right. and cheer. Uh, yeah. And so, and then, of course, my brother and my cousin get me together for a picture, and they're both pointing at it. They're both, you know, all smiles. I'm thinking because they're so happy that I've,
2: I'm the rookie Oh, yeah, rapper. because yeah, you're yeah, the of course. rookie lap leader, I'm the rookie lap leader, And they're, well, yeah. they're associated with you. Yeah, of
1: course. Yeah. I'll point out that after I asked you was it legi- legitimate, you mm-hmm. texted back a little bit later. It wasn't yeah. immediate saying yes it is legitimate and in fact I have run the rookie I have won the rookie lap leader award here it is in all its glory. So I go back to my
0: campsite and at this point they could have I would have worn a sash and a crown. No, I mean you could have gotten me and at this point I am the rookie lap leader. They could have gone but that the simplicity of it is part of the beauty of it. It is beautiful. Yeah. So I get back to the campsite. I take off my back God. off of that. So it's hey, it's in my car now. But I've sent people pictures of it throughout the night. Oh yeah. And uh, what time did what I get it my internship? Internship? It was laminated. Well, it was in like a, clear plastic. Uh, clear plastic. Yeah. And okay. so my brother comes up and he's he's pretty tired at this point. And he said, hey, he said, um, he says, I was pretty tired last night at midnight. He said, I forgot to tell you how you know how proud I am of you of forgetting. <laughs> that. I was like, <laughs> man, I really appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. I said, you know, thank you. 'Cause it was it was great. So so now Sunday, all right, so that's Saturday, I leave, right. I go home, go to Raleigh. It's Monday. Yeah. Tuesday. Nothing. Wednesday. Right. You and I get together to record the podcast.
1: That's right. So we had to do the reveal. Yes. We had to do the reveal of what's going on. So actually this all starts on Tuesday. Actually this all starts on Monday. Your brother needs my phone number for some reason. Yes. And so he triangulates through your daughter and my daughter Yes. and gets my number. He, he texts me, and the text goes like this. Peter, this is Brian Davis. Can I talk to you for a minute? Please don't tell Cecil I've contacted you. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm driving back from South Carolina myself. So Peter's
0: getting ready to tell about the reveal. So if you haven't caught on yet to what's going on, the lap leader was an April Fool's joke. The lap leader did not exist. But I still am believing that I'm the lap leader and texting people this, and it is now April 3rd, 4th. So we have, uh, this is probably going to be one of our longest episodes ever. Uh, So we'll do, we'll get into the reveal on the next episode um, of it. So it don't sound right at this length of time, but uh, you have come to the end of another that don't sound right.
1: But before we close, we want to thank everyone for listening if this is your first time and enjoying this conversation, would you leave us a review or hitting the subscribe button? Would you also thinking about shooting us an email on tdsrpodcast at gmail.com? Maybe tell us about a practical joke you might have been a part of or the victim of.
0: So That do Sound Right is a production of TDSR Podcast in conjunction with Campbell City Studios. I'm your co-host and sound engineer, Cecil. Uh, your Peter is your other host and web designer Emily is our graphic designer Giorgio tastes our merchandise Brent is our brand ambassador and as always listener number 1 is Scott, Scott. <laughs> so until next week
1: keep talking and stay curious